When passion, perseverance, and performance join forces, success is born. When your lifestyle is cultivated around physical and mental well-being, winning is inevitable. If you're somebody who likes to set goals and crush them too, you've come to the right place. This is putting yourself first. This is motivation. This is the Goal Set Mindset Podcast. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Goal Set Mindset Podcast. This is Julie, your host, here to bring you weekly wellness tips to help you live happier, healthier, and make real progress towards your goals. On today's episode, we're chatting about fitness wearables, most specifically the Apple Watch. These devices have so many features that have changed the way people view fitness. So I'm here to discuss the Apple Watch in particular not only because it's the most common, but also because it pushes out so much information and notifications throughout your day that may leave you wondering, what do these numbers mean or what do I do with this information? So let's start with a few benefits of the Apple Watch. The biggest advantage of wearing one of these is gaining the ability to track and collect data, especially if you choose to run, walk, or bike for your workouts. The GPS feature is a really fun way to track your distance, your pace, and be able to view your progress over time. When you go on your phone into the activity app, you can actually view your daily, weekly, and monthly data about all the different kinds of workouts that you're doing, how long you worked out for on average, and of course, the calories that you burned, but more on that later. So Apple does a really nice job comparing these data month over month so that you can see your improvement or catch yourself falling off track. This also ties into tracking your daily steps. So if you're somebody who's just starting to get into fitness or you aren't looking to set big lofty, you know, strength goals or weight loss goals, setting a daily step goal is a really great place to start to simply get you moving more. So that if you set a goal of, you know, 10,000 or so steps is typically an average that people shoot for, You can easily look at your watch at the end of the day and measure if you hit it or not. So definitely take advantage of looking at the data if you are somebody who tracks your workouts on Apple Watch. Another really cool feature of the Apple Watch is being able to share your activity with friends. If you aren't familiar with this feature, basically what happens is after you complete a workout on your watch, your friends, whoever you're connected with on Apple Watch, will get a notification that says, Julie completed an outdoor run, or Julie just completed a HIIT workout, whatever it is that you did. Your friends will get to see your calorie summary, and they can reply with a nice little motivating message, and you can do the same for them. I particularly love to see when one of my friends goes out and does a long run, and it'll say, you know, Colleen ran eight miles. Shout out to Colleen for listening to this. But That's really cool to me and kind of motivates me to be like, oh, wow, she just crushed that. Like, what can I go out and do today? You know, Um, so that's a really cool thing, especially for accountability. So you can do competitions with friends on Apple Watch where you compete to meet your move, exercise and stand goal over the course of seven days. So this is a really fun way to connect with a friend or a family member over fitness And it's definitely a way to hold each other accountable. 
So especially as we approach the new year, if you have a friend or a family member who's looking to prioritize fitness, doing an Apple Watch challenge with them is a great way to kind of keep track of each other and motivate each other along the way. Definitely a very cool feature from Apple. The final feature of Apple Watch that I really appreciate is a little bit different from the others, and it's something that some of you actually may get a little bit annoyed by. It is the breathe exercise feature. You know exactly what I'm talking about when you get that little notification during the day where your watch vibrates and it says, take a minute to breathe. And you're like, I am breathing. Watch. So if you've ever had that notification, you know that sometimes it catches you off guard and you may even find that your watch gives you that notification in moments that you are feeling stressed or tense. So it's nothing to take personally. Your watch is sending you that message because it's sensing that your heart rate is a little bit higher than it should be for the amount of activity that you're doing. My watch is definitely good at sending me that notification when I'm actually feeling stressed. So next time you get this notification, give it a try. It takes 60 seconds to complete, and all that you do is take slow, deep breaths following along with the vibration of the watch. Then your watch tells you what your heart rate was before you began and compares it to your heart rate after the exercise. You also can choose to initiate the breathe exercise on your own instead of waiting for your heart rate to jump up. So if you have the time, maybe even pause this episode really quick, go to that app, Do a minute of breathing and then come back and let me know how it works for you. I really do think that more people would enjoy this if they tried it out. So kudos to you, Apple, for creating an easy mindfulness feature that you can perform anytime, anyplace you'd like when you're feeling a little bit anxious and stressed. Three awesome benefits of the Apple Watch from Apple. But now I want to go ahead and switch gears to some things to be aware of that may potentially become detrimental to your fitness journey when it comes to your Apple Watch. The biggest thing to be aware of is the estimate of calories that you're burning that Apple Watch gives you. At the end of the day, you can check your move goal or your move ring, which is also a way of Apple quantifying how many calories it thinks you burned based on additional movement. And the move goal is something that you get to decide on. Apple might recommend a move goal to you based on your activity level, but you get to decide ultimately what it's going to be. Many studies have been done that look at the accuracy of Apple Watch, as well as a lot of other fitness trackers, fitness wearables, in terms of how accurate they are at actually measuring energy expenditure. So according to one study, I dove into the research a little bit. This study was done at Stanford University in 2017. I will link the link to it um, in the description of this episode if you're interested in checking it out. But they compared the Apple Watch and a bunch of other wearable sensors to the energy expenditure measured with a metabolic cart, which is the gold standard of measuring calories burned. What they found is that these fitness wearables range from 27 to 93% in terms of inaccuracies. So what that means is that the calories that your watch is telling you may be anywhere from 27 to 90% of an overestimate or an underestimate, just likely not correct. 
Now, it should be noted that Apple Watch is one of the better ones out there, so it's probably more towards that 27%, 30% inaccuracy. But if you think about it, that's still a pretty significant amount. You may have had a really hard workout, and your watch tells you that you didn't burn a lot, or you may have woken up and said, I'm going to do some yoga, so you click the little yoga activity button, and at the end of the yoga exercise... Your watch is like, hey, you burned 80 calories, great job. But for all it knows, you may have just been chilling in shavasana the whole time, which is the fancy yoga word for laying on your back and not moving. If you start an exercise and you're not even really doing much, it's going to tell you that you burned a bunch of calories simply because you told Apple Watch that you were exercising. So I know that can be kind of confusing, but what all of this means is that the estimate that you're getting from Apple is likely not accurate. It's not Apple's fault. The only way to truly measure energy expenditure is by being in a lab, wearing a mask, where they're measuring your oxygen consumption and your CO2 output. So, what do we do with this information? I do believe that you shouldn't focus too much on the absolute number of calories that your watch is telling you you burned. However, what may be more useful is looking at the relative change in energy expenditure from workout to workout. So what I mean by that is, let's say you work out today, you do a strength training workout, and your watch tells you that you burned 250 calories. Did you actually burn that many? We don't know. Maybe you burn more, maybe you burn less. The next day, if you go and complete a workout and your watch tells you that you burned 350 calories, again, that raw number may not be accurate, but the difference between the two is more likely to be accurate. So you likely burned about 100 more calories the second day than you did the first day. Now, the problem that people get into is that they base their nutrition decisions off of the calorie estimate. In fact, MyFitnessPal actually connects itself to your Apple Watch so that it adds in calories based on how many calories your Apple Watch says that you burned. And that's a big problem for a few reasons. Number one is because the numbers aren't accurate. We know that from science, from data. Number two is that when it comes to nutrition, you should not be making decisions based on how much you're burning. You should be using other methods to determine how many calories you should be eating. And that's a whole nother podcast episode. So moral of the story here is that your Apple Watch is not a nutrition coach. It is not a dietitian. It is not somebody who can tell you what your macro breakdown should be. So use it for what it's for. And that's to track your heart rate, to collect data, to share your activity with friends, to have some fun, not to make informed nutrition decisions from that data. Now, another potentially negative thing about the Apple Watch is that like any piece of technology, we get a little bit addicted to it. So I think it's awesome when your Apple Watch gives you a notification that's like, hey, how about a workout today? Like, your activity seems pretty low for this time of day, things like that. But a lot of us become so reliant on the watch that if we get to the gym and we don't have the watch, we think oh my God, this workout's not even going to count because I'm not wearing my watch. 
if you forget to wear your watch, you don't try as hard because you don't have that extrinsic motivation of the watch and the calories. That might be a sign that you need to take some time to think about your fitness goals and tap into intrinsic motivation, which is where the motivation for you to work out is coming from your own mind and your own desire to get better. What this all comes down to is knowing yourself. Ask yourself, what is it that you really want? What are your fitness goals? What is your why? Why do you work out? Why do you move your body? If the Apple Watch is something that can help you achieve that goal for motivation, for data collection, for tracking your progress, awesome. But if you find that it's getting in the way of your mindset and your outlook on fitness, maybe a better idea to not use certain features. Just like anything else that you want to improve in your life, it starts with awareness. To wrap things up here, I do believe that investing in a fitness wearable like the Apple Watch can be extremely valuable as long as you don't make it the end-all be-all to your fitness and nutrition decisions. Full disclosure, I actually stopped wearing mine about a month ago and only wear my Whoop band now, which is quite a bit different from the Apple Watch, but I do use it as a fitness tool. I didn't really plan on ditching the Apple Watch, but there was one day where I didn't charge it overnight, so I didn't wear it during that day. And throughout the day, I felt so much more productive and present because I got rid of that one simple distraction, which was getting my attention a lot more than I realized. Remember that at the end of the day, the Apple Watch is another piece of technology, and technology's goal is to steal as much of your attention and focus as possible. So use the Apple Watch as a fitness tool. I still throw it on when I go for a run. But if you're finding that it is taking your precious time and attention away from your day when you have other goals and other things that you should be doing, maybe not a bad idea to only wear it when you're working out. On to our goal of the week. My goal for the week this week for you is to add a friend on Apple Watch that you know has one and that you know is on a fitness journey. Start a competition with them, send some cheers along the way, and motivate each other. I think you'll really enjoy it. Make sure that you also hop onto the activity app on your iPhone and take a look at how you've done over the last few weeks or months. Take advantage of this concise data presentation that Apple puts together for you. Remember not to get hung up on the calories, but maybe you look at how you're doing in terms of the number of workouts you've completed or the average duration of your workouts. Then you can set some goals for yourself that will be challenging but achievable and let the Apple Watch serve as a tool to help you track your progress and make real progress towards those goals. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Goal Set Mindset Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and learned a thing or two about how to best utilize your Apple Watch. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to share it with a friend who can use some tips or share it on social media and send me a message at goalsetmindset underscore JB. Thank you so much for the support. And as always, we will be back next week with another episode.